Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome to episode 137 of the Freud's Angels podcast. We are lit up today with ideas and processing and just good, good stuff. And and uh, we're going to bring bring something today that I think is like super important, great, like is is not easily understandable. And that I think is why we're doing it today is because we're like, hey, now that we're in this space, like, and, and we're, you know, we're cognizant of how hard we've been working in this space, we realize how hard it is, <laughs> and how exciting it is, and how confusing it can be. So like, let's put that out there to try to help other people not be as confused, because it is a, it is a hot button topic. It is a buzzword topic. It is, I mean, it is all the things blanket statement that man, it makes us do some things. It makes us do some things. It does because I think it's been used as a way to empower us or try. And I think, you know, there's levels like, with the pendulum and and okay so let's first of all let me tell you what's about because we keep talking about (laughs) i know like deep enigma talk what is it (laughs) you know like 20 minutes before it's over oh yeah by the way this is what we're talking about in case you couldn't gather this is what the topic was (laughs) we keep pulling the mysticism card and the the chakra wisdom oracle card so we're being very mysterious like (laughs) Yes, we were following through on the prophecy from the card. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about today is that the, we, a quote that I'm going to be I'm using air quotes, like taking your power back. And I'm using quotes around this. And I, I, there's a big disclaimer on this is that understand that our understanding of this is, is, coming to new levels. Like I think we did a podcast about taking your power back and about what that means. And this is like version two. It's like the elevated version of what we knew at that time. And we're, we're moving into and learning more about it. We're experiencing it on different levels. We're having better understanding of it. So this is us augmenting what we said before, because it's, it's not a bad statement. We're not coming at this from a sense of like, it's horrible. No, we're coming at it from a sense of here is the asterisk to all of that information. This is the, okay, so now you've done this. Let's move into a different energy with it. So it supports you and not so much this idea of just ripping all your power back from where you put it. Like it's, it's, it's having an understanding of how to use your power in a more efficient and kinder and self-supportive type of way, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, well, cause we always, I feel like when we, when we say this, we're saying it with like aggression and abrasiveness, you know, and that it's, it's like standing there on the mountain and creating lightning and thunder. And it's like, not that <laughs> most of the time, no. <laughs> and especially for those of us who are, you know, mild and people pleasing and all that kind of stuff. Like we do not want thunder and lightning. <laughs> and I, I'm hoping that, you know, if you struggle with that idea of taking your power back and how to do it and understanding it, this will lend more of an understanding and a full kind of dynamic way to understand it and understand like in taking your power back, what do you do with it? Because it almost feels isolating when you do it because there's, it's almost feel like, because I think in the context of it, it's because, you know, those of us who are people pleasers, those of us who are extending our power to others and, you know, wanting to receive love and relationships from them, that there is this idea that that's what we're supposed to do because that's what we've been taught. And what we don't realize is that we get to be discerning. We get to be, we get to choose where we put our power, but it, because we've extended so much of ourselves, there's this massive sense of like taking it all back, cutting the cords, getting rid of, and and this energy of like, like, desperating off walls and like yes. yeah, yeah, and and totally understand why because some people are like in the negative, in the red when it comes to their energy and like totally sourcing and outsourcing their energy to everywhere but themselves. And there is this massive sense of like bringing it all back in. But here's, here's where I'm hoping that we share a bigger picture and give you a more of an understanding of, okay, why do we have to call all our power back? What is why? And, and kind of, and then what's the next step after we do it? Like, not just bring it all back. Like it's that, that sense of like, don't do all of this. And then you're like, okay, yeah, but now what do I do? Cause I've done, that's all I do. Like, and, and, and so there's no like, and then, yeah, uh huh, so, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think we like we even when we're talking about power, it's like, what is even power? You know, like when whenever I have clients that that um, you know, sometimes we're talking about the word itself, and it's like when I say that word, what do you hear? Because you may hear something different. You know, like to you, power may be control, but I'm not telling you to take back control, like you're out of control and you have to start being controlling, you know, like what is, what is power? You know, what does that mean to you? Like when I'm saying taking my power back, I'm saying like words like taking my freedom back, taking my choice back, taking my energy back, taking control over my emotions back. You know, like it's not about domination and it's not about control. It's it's about peace, right? Like taking my power back means peace in more places. And how do I achieve peace in more places? And it's not, I mean, for someone like me, it's not about confrontation more times than, you know, like than than it could be for somebody else who needs to do that, or that's their personality, and they've got to work that in, you know, like, so I think that that's like the, the number one thing that people are confused about is like, what is what is your power? What are we talking about? Like, what actual thing are we taking back? Right? Yeah. And in, in every situation, it may be different. You know, like, for me, taking my power back in like a relationship would mean not conforming to make somebody comfortable 
right? And so that doesn't mean I go anti them and I start trying to control them and I start telling them that they need to do the thing that I want to do because that's what equity is. It's literally about not doing things I don't want to do. That's how I take my power back is by saying no when I mean no. And that's literally the end of it, right? Like it's not a confrontation. It is not a fight. It is not you versus me. It is me saying I'm not comfortable with that that's not a thing for me, you know, like that, that to me, like I was talking to a friend last night and talking about the end of my, my last relationship, which is kind of recent. And the way that I took my power back in that relationship was paying attention to myself and being and honoring my feelings, because I was feeling like I was allowing the reaction or the perceived reaction to something to control whether or not I was going to talk about it or trying to control the way I felt about it, change the way I felt about it because I didn't want to make the other person uncomfortable. And that is giving my power away to them. I gave them the control over my emotion. I gave them the control over my communication. I gave them, they didn't ask for it. You know, like this is not, this was not a power struggle by any means. (laughs) That was me not doing it. Right. So taking my power back meant sitting and saying, well, where are you giving it away? Like, what is happening right now? You've got to strengthen those parts of you so that you can feel like you showed up. That's what you're looking for right now is to be able to show up as who you are and allow that to be part of, you know, the decision making going forward. That's something that you've been missing in your relationships. So in order to take back the, the, the power feeling that you have equity in your relationships, that means you've got to show up. You've got to be able to use your voice. You've got to be able to communicate. And that's obviously very different than taking my power back when it comes to work. You know what I mean? Like not the same thing. So it's the word power. I think we get hung up on because we think of it like, again, as like domination, aggression, control. And it is so much more than that. Yeah. And I think too, is that we begin to, I think, give our power away and not in a bad way, but it's just how it works. When we're children, we're reliant on our parents because that's, we rely on them for love, for care. And so I think sometimes when our needs, 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 yeah, okay. Needs are not met in those spaces. We seek other spaces to get them met. And as we grow up into adults, we see, we naturally seek people who where we are like, if I do this, I get this. Like we learn our kind of our conditioning and our social norms in that space of this is how relationships work. This person is unavailable or emotionally unavailable, not going to meet my needs, but yet I have to seek them to meet my needs. And because they don't meet our needs, we're giving our power away up to situations, relationships, work, uh, school, friendships that, you know, even a relationship with ourselves. like it's, it's like we're, we're putting our power in places that are depleting because there, there are, we have an expectation or we have an idea of, I need to do this in order to get this. In order to fit in or be loved, I need to give, I need to people please, like you were saying, I need to have conform to their expectation, like you were saying, and have an understanding and, and, and like, sacrifice my values and needs for the sake of just having the relationship because we're taught that that's how it works 
in some in some cases not all the cases but right. in in a lot of cases that that's that's what happens and so we we spend our lives giving our power away to situations you know are you a person that is angry about everything that you know it it doesn't mean that you can't be frustrated but the more we sit in the anger of things and it's because there's a need not being met that we have an expectation to be met, but yet we keep going to the same place for that expectation and we get angry and we get frustrated, not realizing that we have the choice to be discerning of, I know my needs are not going to get met here. So therefore I'm not going to seek my needs to be met here. Yeah. And, but that takes you have to be aware of yourself, aware of what you're needing and not aware of the needs that are not being met. There's a whole gamut of awareness that needs to happen in order for you to understand where you can be discerning of where you put your power. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, the only thing we know how to do is just take it all back. Yeah. It's just to begin to disconnect where we can. And it's important because it's at this point it's in your your energetic levels are in survival mode it's it's like trauma based and it's and it can often be you know depleting energetically emotionally depleting mentally depleting all of that so it's almost like you have to you know hard cut the power source to kind of begin to conserve the batteries and the energies within you so that you have the ability to move to the next phase of this mm-hmm. Because it's taking your power back doesn't mean I give, I never give it to anybody. Because, I mean, would you agree, Vanessa, we're all human. We, at some point, need to give some of our power away to relationships and situations that warrant it. But when you're hemorrhaging energy, it's like you almost have to like, okay, I need it all back just to kind of get through this moment. Yeah, it's like sharing, right? Like, so when you said it, I thought of like actual power. (laughs) Like, so I was like, how, how does this go practically, right? Like, how does this go practically, right? Like about, you know, if I'm a generator, like we've, we've talked about the human design, right? Like if I'm a generator and people are just plugging into me and taking from my generator, then I'm going to get depleted at some point. But if I am also plugged into a power source of some sort, then it's kind of going in and out. Or if I'm plugged in, you know, like to something like solar right you know what i mean like that that there's a flow of energy so when we're talking about we're talking about sharing power in relationships right where where it's like i don't need to build a wall that's not what being powerful is in a relationship of 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 me controlling and and whatever and like what does it mean to give up power in a relationship it means like sharing power it means allowing people to have access to your power having access to your emotions having access you know what i mean like in in a trusting way but it's never a depletion way because that's where we we get into the like you know panic button mode and start to you know do the aggressive things and all that kind of stuff it's like you're just kind of thinking of it as like a flow somehow that we are that we're in and and more of that co-creation than giving and taking and giving and taking like we're very black and white about when we talk about in relationships give and take give and take it's like sharing right like what we're actually doing is sharing because 
sometimes we're in homeostasis sometimes one person needs more than the other and like we're, we're it's an equity type thing that does not look the way that we think so yeah like i definitely think that we share our power or we share the access to the things that make us feel powerful but the thought i think it's the thought that people have of the second that you say give your power people are like nope i will not <laughs> i should not right like because i've heard it over and over again that you should not give your power away you should not give your power away like, okay then we won't say it that way you know we're gonna say given access we're gonna say allowing people in to whatever it is that you feel vulnerable about and checking in with yourself to say you know like with me in relationships like am i that's what i had to do is be like am i giving away too much of the control of my emotions am i giving away too much of the you know the the power i have over my own life you know am i or am i co-creating and i wasn't co-creating i was very much meeting them where they were and they didn't have any desire to meet me where i was and it was like what in the hell is this like this is not where you're this yeah this is not what you're looking for you know and like having that evaluation it wasn't about like having to battle him I didn't need to battle him to get my power back. Yeah. I had to just say like, this is not the good sharing. This is not good sharing. <laughs> this is not the kind of access to my vulnerable parts that is going to be sustainable, you know, yeah. but it's hard. I mean, none of this is easy. That's why you know, we said like at the beginning of being like, yeah, this is very misunderstood and we're still working through it too. We always will be because the world changes as the world changes, we have to change with it. So Absolutely. what we talk about as powerful today, five years from now, there may be power that we're struggling with that has enough, that has something to do with technology that came out. We don't know, but it's just kind of like in, in our, moments now we're trying to share with you some knowledge of softening some of these concepts to a point where you can feel like connecting to it without being overwhelmed because yeah. it's overwhelming it it can be and you know people that feel that they need to take their power back are generally people who are very wounded and in some cases we're all at varying degrees of woundedness and so there's an extremism because you're so wounded that it's like i have to like and but it's okay so this may be a little controversial but and and maybe people don't agree with this but i'm going to share it because this is kind of how I'm being shown of the dynamic is, is that when we're talking about taking our power back, we're essentially giving more power to that person because we're placing the blame of our life on that person because that person has my power and took it from me and it's not doing what I need it to do. So it's, it's in a sense, you're still projecting your own autonomy and your own power onto that person. So it's not to say that when you're calling it back and calling your power back is a very different conversation than I'm taking it back. Because in that feeling and the aggression of taking your power back, you're giving them more power because you're blaming them for the situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's, and it's not about blame, but that energy is the blame energy. Absolutely. You're repeating the the power struggle yeah. of, by saying you 
can do that. And you did do that. Right. And it's like you're giving more power away by giving them the acknowledgement that they have the ability to take it rather than just saying, I'm the situation is taking up more of my power. There's a different energy. I understand we're all in different places. And there are moments where you have you feel angry and you're like, you're angry at them because they didn't give you what you needed or they they aren't able or capable or or they promised but didn't or whatever the situation is yeah it isn't like i'm taking it back and i'm like i'm taking my toys and i'm going home like that kind of energy of being hurt and wounded and that's valid i'm not saying it's not valid but we have to be careful because when we're truly calling our power back and truly becoming autonomous with our power that's when we step into this space of, ooh, yeah, I put my power there because I thought those needs were going to get met. Or even if you're not aware of that, just being like, I'm calling my power back because I know that I easily give it to others. Even if you don't know why or how or what you're trying to do, just having that sense of like, I'm not bringing the idea of blame or shame in here. I'm having acceptance of, yeah, my energy power gets leaked out to these places and I need to bring it back because I need to take care of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a different energy than taking it back. So, and I understand maybe it's not meant to be like I'm taking it back, but when you take something, it's the word take. Yeah. When you're taking something, usually it's because you've been giving too much and that person hasn't been res- give- being reciprocal in this situation. And so you're taking it back rather than this is like, I gave you this and you didn't give it back or you didn't take care of it. And, and while I understand sometimes that's how we get to the idea of just calling it back, but understand that that idea, that energy of it is not equal to being autonomous. It is not powerful at all. Yeah. It's actually less powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've sat with people that like will be having the discussion over something that they felt like somebody was controlling them in, but then we talk about it for an hour and I'm like, do you see how you have continued to allow them to now monopolize another hour of your time? Right? Like they aren't even here. They didn't do that. They're not here right now. You're allowing that because instead of, you know, kind of understanding and accepting whatever that situation was as being that moment in time and then moving into a different energy, you're allowing yourself to stay in that energy. They didn't do anything to create this hour of your life. They created that 10 seconds of your life and you continued it, you know, and I mean, when I say you, I'm talking to myself too, like having had that talk with myself to be like, you know what, when you held on to things forever, that wasn't their fault. That was yours because you didn't allow yourself to move through. You stayed stuck in that because of what you believed should have happened and because you can't believe them and you want them to do something and and it's not right and it's not fair and they need to know and they need to whatever and it's like where do you get the idea that you are the now all of a sudden you think you should have all of the power and you should tell people what to do and how they should be and all you really needed to do was say wow that happened and that sucked how do i make sure this doesn't happen again and how did i participate in it that's the only work I need to do because that moves me through it a hell of a lot faster, you know, than if I sit in it and people do it all the time. We're kind of taught to do it. You know, we're kind of taught that that's part of problem solving, 
but it ends up just being problem pointing the entire time and winding ourselves up into like oblivion when we don't have to. I mean, it, you know, Wayne Dyer, my favorite, you know, nobody can hurt you without your permission. It's kind of like nobody can take your power without your permission, whether it's conscious or subconscious. That means that when you when it does become conscious, you have the ability to simply take it back. And it is simple once you learn how to do it you realize how simple it actually is you know because you know you get into these spaces where you know i mean i know i have to practice it a lot you know of sitting with people and being like Whew, okay we're still week after week we're still in this space right like i can't force anything i have to just sit and hold space and that's my job that's that's what my job is here right now i can't give away to that person well because they haven't progressed in three weeks i must not be good at what i do i could do that you know and then like throw myself into a tailspin or i can leave that with that person and say they're still they're still in process you know like and and maybe i'll take a little bit of ownership of like maybe i need to you know go around be a little bit more creative but to me that's fun like it's part of problem solving it's like an investigative mission but I certainly don't have to decide that I am not effective, you know, and that I have to, you know, go off the deep end. But there were times in my life where I did, you know, and it was like, that's giving my power. I don't have to give that power over to somebody else. I can allow them to be in their space and for me to be in my space and figure out what feels like a problem solver to me. You know, um, it's, it's, I think, I feel like maybe, more situation type examples are good for this because again like as we're talking about it, i'm like it looks different in like everything you know sure. it looks different in friendships it looks different in relationships it looks different at work um yes. you know what is it like to feel like you're powerless and how did you participate in your powerlessness so that you can bring yourself to a point where you don't feel powerless so I'll, have, I'll, I'll I'd love to share an example about a friend's one because I think awesome. that happens a lot more than we think. And I think that some of us struggle with the idea of, you know, I, I know all, so many of us have like, oh my God, I can't believe she did this and she did do this and not feeling fulfilled in relationships and not feeling like, we have that space of like we our friendships are reciprocal and that we feel like oh or or maybe we're recovering codependent people like you know being the savior for people and, and fixing them and all of that so my mo is usually I, I, you know, this is a part of me that I've worked really hard to have acceptance and understanding around because of being in the, in the, you know, the energy work and, and the things that I do and the readings and my connection. And so I instantly walk into most relationships being very open to be that for people and almost overly like that, like to the point where people become used to it and sometimes abuse it. And I become the person who holds space and who's healing and then, you know, and then, but yet when I go to share and want that reciprocation and they don't give it, I'm like, it's okay. They just can't do it. And I continue to give 
my energy to them, but yet never kind of having anything replenished within me. And so I become more of an empty vessel and then I become resentful and then I get angry and then I get upset. And then I feel like, again, here's another situation where I give so much and I get nothing. That's kind of codependency 101. That's how I, I mean, that's how I created a fucking autoimmune disease is because of that. And those who know my story understand that I truly believe I manifested this disease. You can manifest anything good and bad. So, you know, we have to be careful with what, you know, what we're doing with our energy, but that's a different story. So stepping into relationships and I'm, as I'm beginning to have an awareness around where I let my power, I gave it away in buckets buckets and it's not to say all the places in my life aren't are like that i have beautiful friends like vanessa and my best friend yoan like there's reciprocation there's back and forth sharing there's support that it's like i give you my energy you give me your energy i support you you support me there's this kind of undulation back and forth sometimes the scales go different but it all evens out in the end because there's a desire to be mutually supportive to each other. And so it's not that every single one of my friendships are like that, but I know the ones that are because they're the ones that I complain about the most. They're the ones in the past that I have been like, I can't believe she's doing this again. Oh my God, like, does she ever listen? I'm giving her all the answers and then she's not listening. And like, I constantly am talking about it. And so when I step into that, I've begun this process of understanding my dynamic in a friendship. And yes, I can absolutely respect where that person's at, but I get to choose what I do with that relationship. So I can have friendships that aren't like Vanessa and my friendships. I can, I can have those relationships because you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have people that you don't necessarily go deep with, but that are fun and that are kind of like, hey, how you doing? Great, what you up to? Nothing. Like, but my intent is to always want to go like, dive deep, like, be supportive and be that emotional support. And sometimes it's not warranted. And I just had a situation where that was occurring. It was an old friendship. And I was like, okay. And in interacting with that person, that person was on the still the same narrative that they've been on, which is sad for me because I want them to be healed, but they're still in the same place, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they shared so much about themselves and it was great and I was here for it. And then when it was my turn, I got so far and then I got interrupted. And then they use it as a, oh, I'm relating story, but the shift and the focus of the energy goes back to them. So here we are in this situation again, where I'm not getting reciprocation of what I'm giving and having an awareness around it. I had, I gave myself a choice. I could absolutely have gone into confrontation and gone, Hey, you didn't let me finish my story. And I just, you know, you know, or, or gone into some sort of conversation about it. Or I could let it go and understand that this is not a place that I need to bring my power to. 
and understanding that if I did conf confront, because confrontation is an issue, like it's a big issue for me. And when I do it, my brain gets scared because it feels like we're going to die. And it starts to do the whole spending hours and days like processing. Did I do it right? Was I mean? Did I not allow the person to be themselves? I would have spent more energy doing that because it wouldn't have been like a successful confrontation where there was conversation and there was understanding. I would have gone into the space of, did I hurt the person? Did I not do it right? Because I, I have... I don't, I don't have good track records with confrontation. I'm beginning to, but not in the way that my brain feels safe in doing so. And so in that moment, I had a choice. Do I, where a place, do I decide that this place isn't, doesn't warrant the power I'm giving to do the confrontation and the power on the back end? Meaning it's not gonna create a deeply reciprocal relationship you know, knowing that I was able to discern where to put my power. My power was in that moment of, I'm not gonna do the confrontation because it's not gonna be worth the energy on the back end. Yeah. So instead of confronting, I just enjoyed the moment, listened, talked, laughed, enjoyed the space. And then when I was ready, I closed the evening. Mm -hmm. I closed it on my terms. I didn't sit there for hours listening. I was like, no, I've held space. I have, I have, you know, done my best to be supportive. And now I feel like my energy that I'm allowing myself to give to this space is done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because I did that, I don't have resentment for that person. There wasn't a conversation of like, did I do the confrontation right in my brain for days later? I was easily able to enjoy the moment, enjoy the dinner, and enjoy the person for the energy that could happen. And I went home and that was it. Yeah. That was it. And that was an act of keeping your power. Yeah. Of discerning how much and where to put the, like if it would have been a person, like say for example, Vanessa and I went out to dinner and we were like, and she was like going on and on about herself. I, I would be into it because that's who I am. But if when I shared, if she interrupted me, this would be a place that I would do the confrontation to be like, right. Hey, um, um, can we go back yeah. to my like, sharing? As I was saying, right. Like, and I would get the hint and be like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> right. Like <laughs> as you were saying, <laughs> yeah, I do it too. I mean, I do it too. Right. Whenever I have a place where I know I'm reciprocated, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And then they're talking about like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, wait, sorry, go continue. Cause I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk. I'm a talker. I'm a Gemini. You know that. All of you yeah. know that. So I, I do, but I have awareness around my my tendency to kind of just go on. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, no, here. I do want to hear about you. Talk. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think, well, what happens is like what you're describing is like, because we're like that, until we understand this discernment thing that you're talking about, we absolutely expect that from other people because we see it as an act of care we see it because we see it from our own eyes like of why i'm doing that i'm giving you something you know like i'm giving you your space i'm giving you you know energy i'm giving you love and support and holding space and everything like that so when it's not done for me i feel like you're doing the exact opposite you don't want me to have you know what i mean like it's like that's what the brain is telling me is that like i expect that this is what happens in relationships friendships you know like this is what being 
being a friend is right until we learn what we're talking about of the discernment of like hey 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 like people are where they are and you will evaluate each one of your friendships and even moments in friendships because you can have a friend that's super great and then they're in a bad space and you know that they can't hold space so you do act a little bit differently but that discernment right like is so important of like where is this coming from right now you know like what where is this coming from because i used to do that too where i'd be like you know what like nobody ever wants to listen to me and it would be like who are you talking to and when and how are you allowing yourself to show up are you like as soon as somebody cuts you off are you just fading back because you're like oh nobody wants to hear what you have to say yeah a high percentage of the time that's what was happening and it was like well then you let that happen like allow yourself to show back up and say yeah that makes sense however you know like this is what is actually happening in my life you know what i mean to swing it back around you're allowed to do that you can do that that is not a bad thing to do that's not you know like not holding space for that person that's allowing you to come back in I just feel like, you know, people like us, we do that for people. And so when it's not done for us, there's this whole meaning that our brain jumps to that we have to intervene with and throw that discernment in there to be like, are they capable of doing that? Because if not, then I don't want to have that expectation at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's, it's not about judging. It's not about saying this person is incapable, this, whatever. It's just about having an awareness of people. And that's not always easy because societal norms, ah, here we are again, have taught us that if we don't have Instagram friendships like like that we see on Instagram, then then you know they're not worth it or whatever. You we always say this, and every podcast we probably say this, but you have to know you. You have to know your capacities. You have to understand your tendencies without judgment, without, without, you know, without that sense of it's wrong or I'm broken or I'm bad. It's about understanding how you work in a loving or neutral way and saying, oh, here's where, here's where I get into trouble because this is what happens when I'm out with friends or this is what happens when I'm in group issues because you know, it gives you the ability to be empowered with the power that you have. I felt completely, completely empowered to make an adequate decision for me. People equate confrontation sometimes with showing up for yourself, defending yourself, like standing up for yourself. Sometimes you don't need to. Sometimes the energy of doing that and the, the how much energy it takes me to do that, it's not worth it because for what? I'm not willing to invest that part of me in this situation, knowing that the situation didn't warrant it. That's my self-care. You want to talk about self-care beyond the spa days, that self-care is understanding you to a degree where you can energetically monitor yourself in every situation, where you can be like, this is not a place to put all my power, to put all my energy, put all of my skills that I'm learning on, this isn't the place for it. It doesn't mean I'm not enjoying a great meal with a friend, but it could mean that it's not gonna go to the level that I have with other friends. Friends don't always have to be at max level. I don't know that I could sustain that, but 
Okay. It's and that's I mean that's another podcast, but it's 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 about understanding yourself to a degree of if I do this, this is going to result in it. Am I willing to put this much time into this moment? No. Okay, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 not about whether somebody's taking or giving. It's so much about the idea of where do I want to put my energy. There is there is a thing though I want to share that I've learned in the past month. We have to see, and I don't mean this in an elitist way, I mean this in a way of protecting our energy and our power. We have to see the energy and love and kindness that we give to others is a little bit like a privilege. Mm-hmm. Each of us have has so much energy and so much power within us. And we need to be super selective about who earns the levels of power. And it's not to be like, I'm the shit and you're not. It's to be like this. I know that I have magic inside of me within my power. Everybody does. Where am I going to put it? Where do I want to put it? Rather than where am I just giving it away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to choose. Yeah. And I think that's something that occurred to me. And I was like, oh, and here's a caveat to this too, is that so I give so much to others, love, kindness, support, holding space, being a container. And I'm like, and I realized, I think, especially in the last three weeks, I have to be number one. Mm -hmm. I'm giving so much away. I have nothing left for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, shit, but yet I'm the container. I'm the one who gives it the magic inside of me was is here i know how to be a container i i am it where i have to put it in the first place (laughs) it's like i know when you come to that realization you're like wow (laughs) i never saw it that way i thought i saw it as being selfish because that's what people taught me you know taking care of yourself emotionally mentally physically is selfish saying no to situations that you feel that you're obligated to go that's selfish doing things or saying things because you're not okay is selfish or is is you being a bitch or whatever it is Mm -hmm. i'm like and i realized this month and i realized it in stages it doesn't all happen at once it isn't a crescendo trust me there was moments of it happening but this month it reached a pinnacle when I realized is that the magic we hold inside of us, that is our power. It's not meant to be given away freely. Right. And I'm not saying people need to pay for it, but if you're a business person, yes, they need to pay for it. But I mean, is that I, I'm not going to give a hundred percent to every person that is in just because you have it to give it. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's like, shine your light. You can shine your light, and but you need to mirror that inwards. You need to shine so much light on yourself, and you need to take care of yourself. Because I'm sorry, there was no contract. None of us came into this world with a contract that said, you have to give all of your light and power away to everybody and have nothing for yourself. Right. That never would have been designed that way. Right. Society told us that it's that way. Mm-hmm because it disempowers those of us who have the magic that heals the world. 
They don't want us to be healed. Now, this is very conspiracy theory, but whatever. They don't want us to heal. They don't want us to heal the world. So they teach us you have to give everything. It's that cycle of, you know, coming up as a child with broken parents or emotionally unavailable parents. It's that cycle that we're in. And if we give everything to them and we take care of them because they're not okay, we need love from them. And that's how they give love is if we give them everything. And then we perpetuate that through all of our relationships. We're not here to exhaust ourselves for the sake of another human. Yeah. Like I have a sticky note. So like, I mean, I'm famous for my sticky notes in all kinds of places. I have one on my wall next to my feelings wheel that says pour selectively. And it's because like, I need to learn how to pour selectively. Am I pouring into a cup with a hole in it? Like, don't pour into that cup anymore you know or like you know what i mean because because i am a pourer like that was that the part of like you know this whole process is understanding yourself you need to know yourself in order to know what discernment is in order to know what giving away your power is you you need to know yourself in order to know that so it's like what is my level what is my depletion level right like what is my level that I need to stop at versus the depletion level, you know, like what, what, when do I feel full cup capable of pouring, you know, and I, I mean, it's been a process for me, but yeah, that, that little sticky note, well, I see it all the time and that's why it's there is because it needs to be there. <laughs> so I can see it all the time to be like, what are you pouring into today? How much can you pour? Because when you can't, you need to have your boundaries and it has shifted my life in such a good way. I'm so much better at it. I feel more balanced in those things because I've learned that like saying no is keeping things in the, in the picture, right? Like when I think of pouring selectively, it's like my, I have a picture of energy. I have a picture of light. I have a picture of space, you know? And it's like, when can I tip that, you know, how, how much is in there today? You know, like, can I, and, and, and learning myself, like, how long it depletes right like so you know if i have somebody who does ask me and people i mean people ask me all the time and it's like you were saying like people are used to coming to us because we hold space we have um perspective you know what i mean like it's a beautiful reason why people come to us but then it becomes on me to say do i have 10 minutes then only give 10 minutes and then don't answer any more messages after that you know, like just let them sit there because they're, they're going to have to understand your boundary and you are the one responsible for knowing when to stop pouring. You are. They can demand it, but you're the one who has to remain in control of it. You're the one who has to show them the boundary because people in need are always going to try to seek to have their needs met. That's humanity. That's humanness. That's what our brain tells us to do. So that's what we do. And we will go find the resource that does that if you cannot be the resource you have to know that you're not the resource right and be able to say hey you know like and i've done this before where it's like do you want to book a session you know like or uh, you know i a lot of times i'll just let it sit there because to me it's like there can't be the expectation of instant access to me all the time because if 10 people want instant access to me all the time then that's all i'm doing all the time and i don't have that to pour i just don't so I have to let that sit and let people understand, hey, it might be three days before you get an answer and you will learn how to adapt to that or go find something within those three days, 
you know, because you're understanding. And if you don't understand, again, I don't need to give my power away because I used to do that where people were like, you know, I needed you. And it was like, well, I needed me. You know, like I didn't have that to give. I wish I did, but I didn't. You know, I had a I had a busy day that day. I had a lot of things on my mind or I was going to do something else. So that's that was that that couldn't be my priority. And I'm sorry for, you know, the pain that you were in, but it couldn't be my priority. Like I don't have to jump into that fire anymore. I used to do that, you know, where I would feel really bad and be like, oh my God, you know, like how can I make it up to you? And it's like that can't be an expectation. And if I don't want it to be an expectation, I'm the one who has to change that because people are always going to seek to get their needs met. They're always going to say, who can meet my needs? What can meet my needs? I will go find it. And if I'm not it, they will go to the next thing. And that's what they need to do because I need to be able to protect my own energy. I need to be able to pour into my own cup. And I have found that like, I really like to spend a lot of time alone, you know, and I never knew that about myself because I was people pleasing all over the place. But now it's like, oh, well, no wonder you were freaking tired all the time. You like to be at home, like stimulating your own brain with certain things. And, and when you're ready to go out, you go out, or when you're ready to hold space, you hold space. And, and you've got to learn yourself to know that. You know, if you don't know yourself, which I didn't know myself, I was just burning myself out in every single aspect of my life and then wondering why I felt out of control, wondering why nothing felt satisfying, wondering why I could never feel good, like completely good. And it was like, well, yeah, because nothing, you have nothing for yourself. You've given nothing to yourself. You've given it all to other people. Yeah. And Here's another kind of like, oh, I can't believe she said this, but it's okay to have that discernment for people in your life that you think you're supposed to um, people that you're supposed to give it to, like your grown children, children who are adults. Like we think that if we've parented in some way, whether it's biologically or step parent that we're supposed to support them in everything but they're now an adult you know it's not to say that you can't be there but you need to step into that discernment like of you know i need to take care of me and being perpetually available can sometimes detract and we feel this obligation to do it so be super discerning and i think too is the the one thing about this is it's not cut and dry for everybody because we're all individually unique in how our woundings, our tendencies, our power shows up. Each of us has very specific ways that this happens. And that's why when we step into awareness about our power, about what that means to us, you know, you need to define like, what is the power I'm giving away to people? Like, is it that I give them too much time? Maybe you give power away by giving away too much money. Maybe you're giving your power away by, if you're an entrepreneur, giving free product or giving free sessions. Your power gets depleted in many ways. And having that awareness, and, and please don't approach it as, I'm broken, there's something wrong with me because I'm giving my power away. Please approach it as, ooh, 
I have a couple energy leaks and I really want to discover where they are because it's like a car. If you have a gas leak, you ain't going very far. Chances are you might blow up. And it's the same with energy. You know, you, you need to make those discoveries of where you're leaking out, where you're giving it away. And it's not to say that there's a blame or shame conversation. It's more just a, oh, look, I found a hole. This is, oh, I see, I see. For me, my some of my power is doing things I don't want to do, but I've said yes. That's where I get into my power losses. Um, having dinner sometimes with people, like, you know, with friends that when I'm not okay to have dinner, like, I'm not okay to hold space. I'm not at that point. And, and if I know and understand the level of where people can give back or help carry some of the energy shift or sharing, if I know that that's not going to happen, I need to be discerning at, okay, today I'm just not good for dinner. Can we do it a different day? Work. You want to talk about giving your power away at work? Are you willing to, you know, it's, it's, there's always a compromise with work, I think, when we're in working with other people. There is a sense of like, oh, okay, I need to show up. But those of us who are chronic energy givers, power givers, is we show up too much. We show up more than anybody else does. And I feel that it's having an understanding and allowing people to show up for you. It's like my tendency to be like, I can't take Mondays off because it's my busiest day was with my accounts. Um, what? Really? <laughs> no. Like, why have I made that decision that I've given my power up to take an entire week off? That isn't like a, a Tuesday to a Sunday. Like, can't I just take a week, two weeks off? Like, why do I feel I need to give them my power in that way? I mean, we, I'm a remote worker, but we just got together for an onsite, getting in there and seeing where I give my power away in emotional ways, like feeling like, oh my gosh, they just, I'm here just because I'm an employee. Nobody really understands me or likes me. And I'm then giving more of my power away because I'm making decisions that are disempowering. I'm realistic about, okay, I took a red eye on Tuesday morning to work, to go there. I was done by five o'clock, done with a capital D. But it wasn't because of fear or because thinking that I wasn't liked or included. It was because I knew I was tired. So I took, I didn't go do whatever that everybody did that night. I took my power back and said, I need to sleep. That's what I need to do right now. And I did that, but then, at the end of it, when we did an, an, like an excursion, like I almost didn't go because I had made decisions and gave them all my power away to make myself feel wanted. Not their job to do that. And I know my brain was just trying to keep me safe, but I decided to go because I was like, my energy, my power here warrants me to go because I know I'll have a good time. I was discerning, I was choosing I was making a choice, giving myself the option, because if I would have decided, you know, no, we're not going, I would have stood by that decision and done that. I may have felt sad because they had a really good time and I wasn't there, but 
I always give myself the autonomy of choice, yeah. but I always, you know, so it's like, I can choose where I put my power, but I also need to be aware of why I want to do either decision. Mm -hmm. And am I doing it because of fear? Am I doing it because of lack? Am I doing it because I feel like I'm expected to, then that's probably the wrong decision. So, or a decision that's not empowering. Mm -hmm. So having awareness around where we give our power away, in what dynamics and how is a very lengthy journey. I'm still discovering. I mean, Vanessa and I have been doing this for years and we're still discovering things. Yeah. And it's, I think- and we will continue. Yeah. Because we, as we grow into spaces we've never been in before, we will have to do this work again. <laughs> and all that expectation. So y'all that aren't here, I had to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> and I was like, oh God, I can't wait. Um, I heard you while we were in there and I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like expectation and 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 programming and why am i freaking doing this you know is like so important it is part of that awareness conversation of like where did i get any of this idea from that i had to do this this way or for this person or you know whatever a lot of times it is just programming that comes out in a different way right like so what we're talking about here it's like if i go into a different work setting than what i'm used to I'm going to have to get used to what it means to pour in that setting, yes. right? Because yeah. it's completely different. It's a different space. It's different people. It's a different, you know, if, if it's a different field, even, you know, I mean, it's even worse, right? Like, cause then I have to control my overachiever who <laughs> likes to go in and be like, I'm good at everything. Like I'll take on all the projects. Exactly. And like, really fast and then burn myself out. Right. Like I have to take that ownership of, well, that's your programming that believes that you need to go in and prove yourself and show up and let everybody see you for who you are and value you right away. And all that is societal programming, girl. That is not even real. You don't even need to do that. That is not something that you need to participate in. And if other people have that expectation of you, you can allow them to have that expectation of you and adjust to what, how you're deciding to show up. Let the chips fall where they may. If they're expecting an overachiever, you don't want to be one. So yeah. let those chips fall. Let them say, well, we were really expecting somebody who was going to work 60 hours a week. Well, you didn't, we did not agree to that. So bye. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to agree to that because that's, you know, that's not how I choose to pour. You know, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a lot more programming in us than we know sometimes because it feels like it's automatic. Like, from well this is what you're supposed to do and it's like is it though like if we really ba strip this down to basic humanness is it or is this a societal construct that i am now trying to manage right because most things are right like if it is not actual life or death if it is not actual like feeding ourselves or clothing ourselves or you know anything like that well yeah it is somewhat of a societal contract construct which means that somebody made it up one day everybody <laughs> follows it i don't need to follow it today i have a choice there there may be a repercussion of that choice but as long as i'm okay with that repercussion or that consequence i can still make that choice i'm still allowed to make that choice but now i have awareness 
and, and and that empowerment that we're talking about like of not feeling like i'm coming in like thunder and lightning but i'm just coming in with my feet on the ground and knowing myself and knowing how i feel like showing up with you know openness right like we don't want to w- walk in with without openness but at the same time being like i know who i am and what i'm willing to do today show me show me because i'm teachable but I'm not going to let you overpower me. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to put myself in that space of feeling like I'm losing my power, like, and losing myself. Yeah. I mean, and, and not building an expectation that that's the worker you are. See, the thing of it is, is that, I mean, I know this conversation so freaking well, you have no idea. Um, I, you know, I did do that. I work six to eight, eight hours a week at a job and it became an expectation. And then I uh, manifested a chronic illness because of it. Then I went to work after doing some healing on my chronic illness and then decided instead of having two jobs, I was going to work 10 to 20 hours over overtime a week. And then, and it just continued until I was like, girl, this isn't okay. You don't have to prove your amazingness by working yourself to death. And then when you stop and they're like, but wait, what? There was an expectation because I gave them all my power and I'd get angry and I'd get upset and resentful, but yet I'd still do it because it was like this need to prove that I was the best and not even the best but good at what I did, available. Like it was another way of pouring all of my cup into one thing and having nothing left for myself, if not even negative, like we're in arrears on our shit. Yeah, because when we feel like we're not meeting expectations, we've been trained to believe that you should figure out how to soothe that person who has hurt expectations. Yes, And it's like, what? You know what I mean? To an extent, depending on what I've done, right? Like, again, every situation is different and it is not to go in and be bulldozing and being like, it's totally fine because I, you know, (laughs) I was, I was in my power, you know, like, that's not what we're trying to do here. But, you know, being discerning and being like, you know what, if I worked for you 60 hours and and that wasn't the deal, but I did it. And now I'm telling you that I'm going to actually meet the deal itself and you are disappointed, you are going to have to deal with your disappointment because your disappointment is not my problem. Your expectation is not my problem. But we feel that so deeply as a worthiness, especially in the workplace, because we are literally trading our skills for money. It is worth, right? Like my skills are worth this amount of money. There's no way to talk your brain out of the idea that that, that you're showing up is, is worthiness of the money that you get. You know, we can't trick our way out of that. But that all of that other expectation and all of that kind of stuff. That's why, like, I absolutely hate the word quiet quitting because I'm like, that is not quiet quitting. That is doing your job. Like, we don't need to call it quiet. Even whoever labeled that, I feel like, was trying to shame people (laughs) for taking their power back in the workplace. I'm like, dude, no, absolutely not. I refuse to call it that. I call it, to me, like, meeting your expectation where you signed off on what your expectation would be and everything beyond that 
needs to be reciprocated at the same way that the original was. If I'm going to go above and beyond, you're going to pay me above and beyond. And if I don't want to do it, it is there is not going to be a repercussion because that was not the deal that I signed. So if you're going to give me a repercussion for not working 10 hours more, then we're going to talk about why that deal isn't something you're holding up your end of the bargain. You promised me it was 40. How come you're not in trouble, right? Like I'm in trouble for not wanting to do the extra 10. You need to be in trouble for expecting the extra 10. And now where are we, <laughs> right? Like that's an act of standing in the power. I'm not going to give that away. Do I understand that the repercussion is that I might get fired? Sure. But if I'm making that decision because that's something I can't, I can't do, I'm not going to pour. Well, then that's, you know, that that's going to be the decision that I make. And my belief system is that there's a reason for it, you know, and I get that that's a whole other podcast, a whole other <laughs> story of like the belief system that comes with standing in your power, right? Like, yep. which only is coming in now at the end of this podcast, right? Like, of like, man, you have to have a strong belief system in some of these spaces of what comes after that. And I get that. I really do get that. I get that fear keeps us in a lot of places. Fear keeps us disempowered in certain ways. Um, but with everything, we've got to work through those fears if we really are committing to ourselves, really well, committing to what we're deciding we want our lives on this earth to be. And belief in your worthiness, just for showing up. I mean, not saying that we don't have to do the job we're here to do, right. but and all across the board, so much of it is about our worthiness and our, you know, and, and convincing people of it and, and making sure people see it. The only person that needs to understand and see your worthiness is you. And that's hard for some of us. It's hard for me. I still struggle sometimes and I'm still not there, but I'm discovering more and more ways that I see my worthiness. And, you know, and part of it was with a job. It was be, is demanding to be paid what I was worth. And once I did that, and and my next job was like, no, I'm not gonna, I have to make this amount of money. End of story. Mm -hmm. And not, and it's not to say that I would, you know, I, I, people couldn't pay that. Companies couldn't do it. And I'm like, I understand, but I'm not gonna take your position. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was gonna be a place out there for me. Yeah. So it's been a lot. And I know it's a lot. And I know you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to get there, but you will. The more that you have awareness about yourself, even if that's all you can do right now is to gain awareness, mm. to kind of look at friendships, relationships, and what are the trends? What are the things that show up in all of them? Because it's not to say that you pick the same people, but the same people are going to be attracted to an energy or something or a way that you give your power to them that they feel safe or feel used or they care like, ooh, this person will give me everything I'm searching for. They'll they'll nurture me or they'll take care of me or they'll try to solve my problems. And it's not to say people are consciously doing that, yeah. but the energy, people who are healers or people who have good energy, there are certain types of people who are attracted to that. We we just have to understand what sign what magnet are we putting out into the world and to be aware about what we do and how we do it without judgment please just understand it's just discovery 
curiosity. You know, think of it as if you're fleshing out a character, if you're writing, like what type of things are they going to have issues with or what type of things are they going to have to work on and, and kind of building your own understanding of your character. So, yeah. Yeah. And get help with it. You know, I mean, like as you were talking and I was thinking sometimes finding awareness is mirrors and, and reflection and, and people with perspective, you know, like sitting down to do this work by myself is sometimes incredibly difficult. I mean, like last night I sat down, I pulled some tarot cards and I was like, all right, give me something to write about. Cause I need a journal. There's, there's stuff in me that needs to come out and I'm not seeing it. And as tarot does, it was like, you asked for it. Here you go. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want it. And I started to get into it and I was writing and I was, you know, I, I had questions and, 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 and then the phone rang and a lot of those questions were answered and not answered like directly, but like I was given a mirror and perspective to be able to be like, oh, okay. And find gaining new awareness that I wasn't finding because I was in my own head, you know, like th th we, we try to give you these concepts to try to lessen the amount of time and money that you have to spend on this. But remember that like finding mirrors and people with perspective and people who can help you gain awareness is absolutely like necessary yeah. we cannot do this alone yeah. we we can't and again like i'm not saying that you have to like pay somebody you know it helps to do that because you know that they're gonna get right straight to the point <laughs> you know what i mean like you're not gonna be in those positions like we were talking about where you spend half the time on them and half the time on you you know you pay somebody that whole time is for you <laughs> and you get to you get to soak up all of that but if finances are an issue for you, you find an equitable space to be able to do that. And somebody who knows that you're gaining awareness and wants to reciprocate or can hold space, you know, like so that you can get to the bottom of why you're doing these kind of things. So the awareness is number one in literally everything because you can slap a Band-Aid on anything. We can tell you, again, we talk about standing in your power. People will tell you to stand in your power. The Band-Aid is to go yell at people, right? Mm -hmm. That does not help. You are not solving your problem. You're creating more problems. We don't do the Band-Aid. What does it mean? What is my power that is being put, you know, put away or taken or perceived as taken? That's finding awareness. That is the introspective. And that comes from, you know, yourself, your mirrors, your perspectives and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, please, if you're if you are sitting here like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is too much, just find find somebody. We're here. You can reach out to us. We can obviously help you <laughs> in this in this space. But, you know, just remember that um, the people that love you want the best for you. And um, if you bring them this concept, I, I can guarantee you'll find a couple people that are willing to give you a little bit of insight. 100%. And, you know, and sometimes even talking about it, you will reach your own understandings. It's many of us are verbal processors where it's like in therapy, like you're talking about stuff and then all of a sudden you go, oh, and, and like a light kicks in or like the connection, the dots line up. And so, you know, even just talking about the friend saying, hey, I just I need to talk this out. Do you have a time? I don't necessarily need you to you know, whatever it is you need or don't need, just be like, I just need a place to kind of work this out. Um, 
It's a great, it's a great place. I mean, it's a great way to do it. But yeah, you're, you don't have to do this alone. We both have had many people in our lives that have helped us that mirror things even they they know they don't they don't know they're helping us but they are because we're like oh i see <laughs> but um <laughs> never feel you have to do all of this alone and like yeah. Vanessa said, yeah reach out to us i 100 percent mirror that so before we wrap up i just want to remind you guys that on um friday July, I was gonna say January. I'm like, we are so not in January. <laughs> July. I'm ready to skip to January, thank you. <laughs> July 21st, this Friday, in two days, we are going to be doing a live on Facebook. I do hope that you join us. We'll try to remember to put a post on social media, but that isn't always our best suit. So yeah, we will try to do that. Um, and yeah, so we hope you join us. We're gonna, you know, talk, do some, chit chat and um i think connect maybe do some readings if people are feeling it if i'm feeling it and if vanessa's feeling it so i look forward to seeing you all there we enjoy that conversation you know um and and just kind of spending time with you we enjoy that but always remember that no matter where you're at with your awareness with your power with all of the things we've talked about today and any day that you're exactly where you need to be, that you are evolving in directions you don't even know you're evolving in. So just trust that. And when you decide, I want to have awareness around this, that awareness is going to show up. So that. trust that you're supported both in the physical and energetically and by the divine, if you sign up for that. And, you know, just know that you're not alone and there's help where the places you least expect it. Yes, 100%. See you next week, y'all. Take care, be kind, especially to yourself. Yes, oh yeah. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.